But yeah, Legolas wasn't actually in the in the book either. Yeah, they just added him because uh, Orlando Bloom, right? I know. And also, when you watch that movie, you're like, from what I remember, Orlando Bloom is not that much of a badass in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like he's not like. Yeah, we'll get into the the second movie, but <laughs> for all of the place. Or the... Just to sum, I like. I like what they did with that whole day. They show the relationship between the two different, you know, the elves and the dwarves. Because, you know, that's something that can be replicated in real life. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Way Podcast. Oh, we're live. We're, oh, we are live. Okay, we'll start again. No, 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 no. We're keeping it in. <laughs> no, no. All right, guys. Welcome back. Um, again, we're in a different setup like every episode because I don't have a studio or anything like I that. I think this is the studio from now on. Yeah. This is the studio. Guess where we are, guys. Guess where we are. Um, if you haven't been to my house already, the 10 people watching us already know all of them, but it's okay. It looks like a, uh, hostage taker's basement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, Beck is back, and, yeah. you know, we had a lot of fun last episode talking about, um, you know, just movies in general, and today we wanted to dedicate a whole episode just on, um, The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We'll and see. We may even get two episodes out of this. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I think we we're gonna start off with the Hobbit. Yeah, and, and then we'll because you know most recent, technically before it's the prequels. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so we'll start off. Um, what was your experience with like before you watched the Hobbit stuff? What was your experience with the whole like Lord of the Rings? World okay, and stuff? so before the whole Lord of the Rings thing, I was a, I was a sci-fi kid, so yeah. none of that uh, fantasy stuff for nerds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's for ner- real. Oh, how I've changed. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I you know I saw the movies when I was younger, um, so there's that, uh, and I thought they were good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a little long. The first time I saw Fellowship of the Ring, and it ended on the cliffhanger where they run into the jungle away from the orc army. I'm like, what was that ending? <laughs> but, uh, no, I thought they were good movies. Um, again, I'll have to go back and watch them. Uh, but, yeah, no, I thought they were good. Never watched the Hobbit movies before this experience, yeah. which was interesting and very different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, if you... When I was a kid, that was, like, one of my... That was probably my favorite movie of all time. Seeing the original trilogy of Lord of the Rings like, I don't know, hun- hundreds of times at this point. But it's like a whole thing. We have the whole DVD set up there oh. in the corner, covered in dust. <laughs> Director's cut? Yeah, not that we have all, like, behind the scenes everything, too. We never watched them, but, you know, we watched the four hours of extended contact that you get with it, so. My roommate at school, he has the uh, director's cut of all three of them. How's that? Wait, it must be, like, how's that? It must be longer than the four hours or whatever. Uh, it's... Uh, um, I want to say each of them are like three hours and thirty minutes long. Yeah, because even with with the extended version, it's three hours. So the first one's three hours, second one's three and a half, last one's four and a half hours. <laughs> so let me look it up. I'm looking at it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the base versions of it. Base versions are two and a half hours. Yeah, that's a base. No, no, th- no. The Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, is three hours long. Two hours, well, two hours, 15 minutes. Twin, uh, two towers. Is it two hours or three towers? No, two towers. Yeah. Same length. And the uh, Return of the King is three hours and 21 minutes, base version. Yeah, so they're long as hell. And, um, yeah. So I, I've watched the extended versions, you know, of course. And the best thing about what they do with the extended versions, because they know no one's, no one's got time to watch a four-hour movie straight. Um, like the extended version for the first one is 
three and a half, and then so we add a half hour for the first and second, and then for the last one, we have literally an hour extra of content, and it's it's you know it's phenomenal. You watch it in two sittings, like you don't watch it in, like it's like a weekend thing. You can't b binge that trilogy in, in a day if you want to you know see the outside. According to Reddit, um. Uh... Someone did the math on the original three movies, the extended cuts. Sorry, there is no director cuts, there are no extended cuts. Mm -hmm. um, they are collectively, between the three of them, 11 hours, 23 minutes, and 59 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Three movies, by the way. So, you want to do the. So, we got to do at some point the Hobbit extended cuts and the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, I haven't even seen the extended cuts sitting. for the Hobbit. One yeah. sitting. Yeah, that's not One sitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's twenty four hours. That's a lot of load. that's a lot of content, dude. That's like that's a uh, that's a full day, as for sure. Literally <laughs> a full day. Full day. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, so I've always been a fan, you know. Always been a fan of the story. I read, I watched the movies first, and then I read, I read The Hobbit, and then I read the first. I read Fellowship of the Ring and the, and the Two Towers. I haven't read um, The Return of the King. Um, I've never been big into the fantasy of reading, just in general, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I was always more nonfiction, but yeah, Lord of the Rings, it means the movies mean a lot to me. I love the score, the characters, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was obsessed with it as a kid, and I still love it a lot now. Um, so today's part, we're going to, we're, we're going to focus on The Hobbit, which was released, um, uh, both dates. <laughs> well, like it was released 2012, first one, Unexpected Journey. Yeah. And they came out one year after another, so it's soon 2012 15. Yeah, 2014, I think. Was the last yeah, sorry, 2012, yeah. 13, 14. Yeah, 14, yeah. yeah. And, um. Uh. Yeah, yeah they 14, were, 14. uh. They were. Okay, so I, I, I rewatched the last one, uh. The first one, sorry, last night. And overall, The Hobbit, in terms of the book, has a very different feel to Lord of the Rings as a book. Mm -hmm. Like, just even the whole vibe of it. The Hobbit, when I read it, was more. It's more of a children's kind of whimsical tale, mm. and the Lord of the Rings is like, I don't know. Fantasy novel. Yeah, it's like a proper. This it wasn't meant for adults because they're like it was hard to make a fantasy book back in the whatever fifties when it came out yeah. for a adults, but it kind of became that because Tolkien, when he wrote it, he he wrote all these books for his kids, and it was basically for different stages in their life because they released that book twenty years after, right after uh, The Hobbit. And, you know, The Hobbit... <laughs> I mean, the movies in general, I think to most people, they're they're decent. They're decent movies. Like, yeah. they got big battles, you know, cool story. Lord, It's connected to Lord of the Rings, one of the best trilogies of all time, you know? Um, I think... I think we should go about it looking at the different movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you seen... You've seen up until the last one yet? Okay, so no? I've seen... I had never read the books before. So yeah. this is completely new to me. Um, I watched one night back to back to back. Like not the, like I watched first night. I watched The Hobbit: The Unexpected Journey for the first yeah. time. No idea what was going to happen. Okay. Then we watched Desolation of Smog the next night with my family, and then I watched uh, Battle of Five Armies the night after that, uh, and that was last night. So I'm fresh off the movies. Yeah. Yeah. One second. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Just making sure we're still recording. Perfect. But. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start with our, I guess, casual review of the first. So, it's, the thing with The Hobbit in general is how it's originally was a book that was maybe four to five hundred pages, maybe less. 
and yeah. it's been split up into three different films. That's one thing. At first, when I because I read the book just before the movie had come out because I heard it was coming out, and I was like, you know, I'll just read it. The fastest I've ever read a long book, probably I read it in like a few days. Didn't have to read that fast, turns out. Yeah, because I watched them and I'm like, oh, they just stopped at the battle on the trees, you know, and they're on fire, and then, yeah, and you know, the first movie, I felt it was it was fine, you know, it was. It's a little rough. It's a. It was. It it's, was. It was all right. Like it's. It's, it's not. It's not that great. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's something you need to watch just to have context of the next movie. Yeah. But the the whole it's I, yeah, it's really long for what it is. Yeah, it's no. the first act, act of the book, which is because the book doesn't really have a kind of structure. No, I haven't read it in a while, but it doesn't really have that kind of first act, second act, third act. It's more of um, one thing going on the entire time, and uh, the it was basically they're trying to make it as a first act where they're just before they go into uh, they travel to Mirkwood, I think. Yeah. Right at the end of the first. At the end of the first movie, they basically close out with uh, them fighting at the cliffside with the tree, as you said. The eagles take them off to the hill. Um, Thor and Oakenshield, basically what happens to him is he uh, is brought back to life. For, no spoilers, no spoilers. Or healed by Gandalf. Yeah. And then after they kind of end, and then the second movie picks up right after that, and they're going through the jungle, and the orc pack is still chasing them. Yeah. And then they meet the shape changer, and then go to the Mirkwood. So yeah, basically. Yeah, so... I kind of one thing I, I thought was a smart a uh, smart thing done by uh, Peter Jackson when they adapted the book and the book they didn't have any reason like specific reason that Gandalf left like mm-hmm. it was kind of like because I was watching a video essay on it uh, earlier today they're talking about like Gandalf when Tolkien wrote it at the beginning of Lord of the Rings or the Silmarillion sorry he has like a whole letter of how he wrote the Lord of the Rings um and basically he's saying he used that as a plot piece to get Gandalf away from them. Just to go, like the necromancer thing was like a whole side story that didn't really matter in the book. But they connected it, because The Hobbit was released, the movies were released after Lord of the Rings, um, you know, people are expecting it to connect. But originally it was, you know, it came first, so it had really no connection other than Bilbo is um, Frodo's uncle, and he has a ring. Basically no other connection. Yeah. And he's, uh, so I, I like the whole thing where they're, you know, they're bringing up Sauron, his spirit is in, um, Dalgoldur or whatever, the necromancer. I kind of like that. A lot of people don't like that. I thought, I felt like it, it's a better reason than just having some random thing to get him, oh, to get him away from the scene. I thought, so the first movie, again, as I said, it's kind of rough. I think there are a lot of scenes in that movie that really felt like they should have been extended cut or director's cut material. Yeah. Like the scenes where they're at his home. There's a lot like of Like the first 20 prolo- minutes yeah, of prologue? the first 20, <laughs> like there's quite a few minutes of there that really should have been shaved down off the movie. Yeah. Um, but I will say one thing. That plot line, at least, again, haven't read the books, that plot line with the whole uh, Necromancer and Sauron, honestly, in that first movie is probably the most interesting part of that movie. Yeah. It's really... It has a lot of mystery around it. It's well done. Um, it fits the fantasy theme. And it really ties into the overall plot in the sense that it's part of the continuous story that progresses throughout the trilogy. Yeah. Where I felt a lot of the stuff in that first movie, it's not... 
they don't do a good job establishing the characters because some of the characters' names aren't even said throughout that first movie. Yeah. And not a lot happens other than we learn about uh, the kind of situation with Thorin and the uh, the orcs, and that's yeah. pretty much all that happens. Yeah. I mean, that's why Thorin's like the most interesting character out of all the ones. Him and Balin, right? They're the only ones with an actual backstory. Yeah. I mean, later Philly and Killy, you get you see more of them, mm-hmm. um, and then in the uh, later movies, but I feel like they did an okay job of capturing that kind of whimsical kind of nature because all versus because lord of the rings is a lot more serious uh, i disagree with the whimsical nature thing <laughs> a I little think, bit too serious well no i think in the first one at least the first movie mm-hmm. the beginning definitely has the whimsical nature we're in the shire and stuff like that yeah the moment they get captured with the trolls that tone flips real quick and yeah like, it's not really like i mean okay the trolls kind of are like they're like they kind of give you that a little... I find they gave it a little bit of that, where they're like, you know, they're all stupid, yeah. making, like, jokes and uh, stuff. But, I don't know. They, yeah. The whole movie is a little... I think it felt like the pacing was a little weird. Because yeah. the battles were really... I mean, the battles were really long. In the first one, or just in general? I mean, in the first one. Yeah. Because that... In the book, they get to Mirkwood pretty fast. Right? They go through the mountain they get the goblin king thing which is fine like they have to that's where he gets the ring that's an important part yeah of the... that was a cool scene where he fought, where he actually gets it from Gollum. that was pretty cool yeah because originally um apparently in the first edition of the book before the lord of the rings came out there was actually a different scenario so smeagol was an act or whatever smeagol Gollum, whatever you call him um he wasn't actually sinister in the fir- in the Hobbit, he was actually just some creature. They played a- they played the riddle game, and he just gave him the ring. Oh. But what they did when he was writing the Lord of the Rings, uh, Tolkien was like, he plays a major part as a sinister character in Lord of the Rings. How am I going to connect that? So he up he actually updated the book and changed the whole dialogue. So where it's like, he doesn't want him to, you know, he's not actually playing a fair game, and he's going to kill him anyway, right? Yeah. And you know that was a cool scene, the whole riddle scene. I really captured that kind of, like, feel of The Hobbit. Because The Hobbit has a lot more... The Lord of the Rings feels like if it wasn't about orcs and a magical ring, like, it could it could be replicated in a real-life event, like, in medieval times. You know what I mean? The Witch King, too. Also I mean, that. the Witch King, like... But we'll get into that. That was... that. I, from what I remember, that was a really cool part of the first movie with the, the Nazgul and the Ring Wraiths. Dude, the Ring Wraiths are the sickest... We're going to get to Lord of the Rings later. later. Okay, we have to stay streamlined. streamlined. Okay, so throughout the movie, it's um, the pacing is a little odd. Like it's it's very some parts is really slow. I kind of I like the prologuing and exposition of like learning about Thorin, right? Because if you don't know, if you haven't read the books, you don't know anything about these characters. They're just this guy, these dwarves being thrust upon you, and I think they do a decent job of capturing the whole. Our homeland has been taken from us, and we're there to reclaim yeah. it. You know, no, for sure. And the relation, because in the uh, in Lord of the Rings, there's always a tension between Gimli and Legolas, right? Yeah, you get that one part in the second movie where it, he, they go hilarious. catch the dwarves, and he's like, "Who's this ugly bastard?" And he's like, <laughs> "He's like that's, that's, like, so, that's so like Gimli." Gimli. <laughs> that was that was the hit. That yeah, was a good. That was a good. That was a good bit. Yeah, but. Yeah, Legolas wasn't actually in the in the book either. Yeah. They just added him because Orlando Bloom, right? I know. And also, when you watch that movie, you're like, from what I remember, Orlando Bloom is not that much of a badass in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, he's not like... Yeah, we'll get into the, the second movie, but... <laughs> We're all over the place. Just to summer, I like... 
I like what they did with that whole day. They show the relationship between the two different, you know, the elves and the dwarves. Because, you know, it's something that can be replicated in real life. That's the second movie. No, even in the first one, they, they have, like, the... Oh, the high elves, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the from... The wood elves. And the yes. Yeah. And, you know, you see the relationship. Obviously, it gets further expanded on in Desolation of Smaug. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think overall, the first movie, solid six to seven, maybe. Like, yeah, it's like a five or a six for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's kind of just okay. Yeah. Now, okay, we'll move on. To, I know we only spent, like, 15 minutes on that, but who well, perfect. Yeah. We're in the good ones. All right, so, now, we get into the second movie, Desolation of Smaug. Um, this one's really good. I really like the second one. Yeah, second one... It picks up. It picks up. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's actually, when the once they're in Mirkwood... That's where a lot of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing with the spiders and, you know, that that was pretty cool. You know, where they get captured. Um, they get captured a lot in those movies. They get captured, like, all the time. The man. first, the entire first act of the movie. They get like, captured two the, times? The times? first movie, they get captured, like, I want to say twice. The second movie, they get captured right at the beginning. Yeah. And then, <laughs> the second one else, they get captured. They get captured, uh... I think it's only twice in the second Nope, movie. they get captured in the second movie when they go to Lake Town. Oh, yeah, Lake Town, yeah. So that's four. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. They get captured four times in two movies, so it, it's a lot. And Gandalf basically saves them from everything in the first movie, yeah. and they... Bilbo, yeah. Bilbo picks up the slack in the yeah. other ones. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. So we start out, we're in, we end up at the front of Mirkwood, um, and then Gandalf has to leave again. Yeah, to go to Dol Guldur. Which was they're pretty... They're not there. The tomb. He goes to the tomb where the Ringwraith's bodies were originally buried, right? Yeah. Which was a pretty sick scene. I that, actually like that. Where that they, oh, yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, where he goes into the mountain. Because really, like, the thing about love about... Everyone loves about Lord of the Rings and all this. It's so much lore and actual um, history going on within the, the universe. And it doesn't really get expanded on unless you read into the books and, you know, that's not everyone's cup of tea reading, you know, he, I don't know, his countless books on just the history of Middle Earth. Um, and, you know, just delving deeper into what happened before Lord of the Rings, before The Hobbit, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. One thing I always found kind of odd, it's like, if it's been 3,000 years since, like, the world was created, don't you think there'd be some more development in technology? That's what I always thought. It's like... I mean, they got gunpowder in the sec- in, no. in Lord of the Rings. But, no. Yeah, they're like, nah, nah. I mean, whatever. They use they have magic wizards. Why would you need guns? Who needs guns? Yeah, exactly. You got you got Gandalf. who can just like, oh, you're 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 hurting a little bit. I'll wake you up. Yeah, you have <laughs> Lady Galadriel who sends Sauron back to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. <laughs> second, the what is the third movie? Yeah, OP man. OP. I thought when I didn't know what she like was, but like I thought she was like some crazy lich after like with the shot where she gets all like gone stuff like that. I was like, oh my lord! But yeah, no. We'll talk about yeah. So Dolgodur, cool scene. I like how they added Radagast. Oh, the tomb was cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and then Mirkwood, they're traveling through, but they captured the spider scene. You know, just the fights. Oh, that's five. They captured by the spiders. Yeah, the spiders. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. I mean, the Lake Town part was actually, like, I, I, I enjoyed that part as well. Yeah, we should probably talk about the elves before we talk about it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, they um, go from Mirkwood to the elves. Yeah, they're saved by the elves. Yeah, to Lake Town. Or they're not, they're, they're saved by the elves. Well, they kind of go, they're kind of going nuts in the forest. The spiders yeah. kind of get them. Bilbo saves them from the spiders, and the spiders have to kill them all. 
and then the elves, the wood elves show up and are like, you're invading the forest, and they have a conversation about yeah. all these... Yeah, no, yeah. Wait, yeah. did we count them getting captured? Oh, no, we did count them getting captured by the wood elves, never mind. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, they get saved. It's a good scene. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, the whole thing with the wood elves, and then we have to talk about the one big problem with this movie and the next movie... The love interest. I didn't. Okay, was I, again, mega cringe. I okay? didn't. I didn't know what it was. I didn't. I didn't know it was. In the, I assumed it was in the original book because I'm like, it seems like such a. Yeah. I mean, okay, it could have been worse. I mean, it was fine in the second movie. It was fine. Yeah, it was okay. Right, because it wasn't so developed. Yeah. Um, but you know, I understand they had to add a. They wanted a little bit of representation. There are not even. There's not even a single female character mentioned in the original Hobbit. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, I understand they want to add it. They're already adding so many different things. You might as well add another female yeah. character. And I like how they expand on Thranduil because he was kind of like a nothing, random, powerful guy that they just don't like in the book. And they somehow get through the forest. I can't remember how it... And, uh... Oh, you mean the, after they escape from him? Yeah, like... Well, York packs chase and then they jump in barrels and go fly down the river. Yeah, because um, in the book, Thranduil is like, he's not really a character in there. He's just kind of like there. Um, rich evil guy yeah and they kind of expand on the relationship between the dwarves and the elves a little bit even more right and okay the best part of that movie was when once they reached the lonely mountain the whole thing with Smaug was oh, so good so cool Benedict Cumberbatch it was Benedict Cumberbatch yeah I did not know that that was he he was Smaug and he bro there's a, there's a video of him he's just like they're doing the motion capture for him so he's literally on the ground like this. Slithering <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he went. He said he went to the, he went to the zoo to observe how reptiles like move and stuff, which is, it's kind of like commending him as an actor, and also it's kind of funny. It's like yeah. some guy watching these lizards move. He's like, I get to copy of that. Yeah. We skipped over Lake Town again. Oh yeah, we skipped over that. Okay, Lake Town was sick too. Like it was good, cause it it it, it gave the whole thing about Lord of the Rings just a. It's like the Trinity with the different races and stuff. Trinity's not really in a lot of them. If you think about how much time humanity like spends, like they're not a prominent figure. Like the elves and dwarves are really well. The yeah. elves have always been the focus, kind of. I feel like in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean it depends because Lord of the Rings they made it more men focused. Yeah, the no, the, for the sure. like especially the third movie with Gondor, but sorry, yeah, the yeah. Hobbit movies were, I mean, were very. It's uh, about the dwarves. Dwarves and the elves. Dwarves and the elves. The conflict between that, yeah. and then the men are kind of involved, just. You know humanity because they have to be there. Yeah, and they're there. You know they were in Dale yeah. beforehand, so yeah, they're like the remnants of Dale. But you know the whole thing. The king was funny. You know he had his little minion with him. Oh, yeah. It was a nice little side plot. Yeah, it was nice and funny. Because Bard in the book is just there. Like he appears, he's there. They meet him in the town, and then he just kills the dragon. Like, like there's no Rest other. Yeah. There's no other character development and stuff. So I'm glad they gave him more actual screen. screen time and you learn more about him, the, the legend of his family and stuff, and uh, the whole Black Arrow thing. Yeah, that seems, the scene, I know it's technically bleeding into the third movie, but I think the whole plot with him and his family um, and that relationship with the dwarves was actually pretty interesting all around. I yeah. thought him having his heroic moment where he actually goes and fights Smaug, that was a great moment. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, I thought again Lake Town was great. The characters were all pretty interesting. It was um, a nice kind of like filler point. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. 
because it brought us back because the movie is like pretty serious up until like there's no really joking parts except for that like the the barrels that was that was kind yeah. of like comical and even then they're being chased down by an orc pack yeah yeah so the honestly that barrel scene was really cool it was like, pretty dope it, it, it was it, it totally dope. captured the fun and like stupid fantasy uh, yeah fantasy element with also being like developing the plot and the same thing with lake town is like just seeing the interactions between the different races of people uh, mm-hmm. of people in middle earth and stuff and it was a nice kind of it's like okay we're gonna take a break from the action and let's develop the story and the characters a bit more learning more learn more about the side characters and then they we move on after that point uh somebody i think oh yeah then the uh, orc pack follows them to lake town oh yeah and legolas and uh what's her the elf woman have i it? forgot her name tario Tariel, yeah, yeah, yeah she they go fight the orc pack in the town like secretly. that was actually that was actually that was then, a great fight and then philly and, i think it was philly or killy one of those guys they got poisoned and had to yeah. stay back keely so what happens is, is in the movie um they do that whole thing then they go talk to the master of the town the evil corrupt leader and they're like and Happy thorin <laughs> says and thorin says like look i'll give you guys some money if you guys help us out and get us up to the mountain and they're like okay yeah. sounds good Orc pack shows up. Um, they fight for a little bit, but before when they're going down the river and all the barrels, uh, Keely gets shot by an arrow that's been poisoned, and yep. he, so he's dying. So the elf woman, who he's in love with, stays behind yep. to heal him. Um, yeah. So that happens, and then everyone else kind of goes up the mountain, and then we start the main plot where Smog actually shows up. Um, and then we kind of also learn a little bit about the plot that's going on with uh, Thorin, and he's kind of becoming more corrupt and focused on the greed and the money that's actually stored yeah, within versus the Versus actually reclaiming it. Yeah, and the kingdom, and he's just focused on that monetary value and the symbolism of it all, um, rather than being a leader for his people. So we kind of start that plot line. Um, almost, yeah, yeah, and then it, it kind of, I like how it plays into him fulfilling, almost becoming what his... His father became, his grandfather, grandfather. became. Um, his father dies in the battle against the orcs at the beginning of the first movie. No, that was his grandfather. What was his father? So his father, remember they said like he was like sickened with grief. He said he's sickened with grief and he, he went missing. They couldn't find him. Oh, okay. Never mind that. So he's basically, he's nothing. He's basically dead. Yeah, he's basically dead. He's basically dead. And then the whole dialogue with, that whole dialogue with Smaug. Um, that was good. Yeah. I felt it was a little long. I felt on okay okay it was, it was fucking awesome yeah <laughs> I said I excuse my language it was awesome yeah and he was the coolest plot device I've ever seen in a movie yeah <laughs> you know talking dragon and the cool thing was when he disguised himself with the ring oh yeah and he could see him because he, he could smell him and he could he could the reason he couldn't because because what actually happens like if you want to go a little he doesn't actually go invisible. Um, what happens when he puts the ring on, he goes into the Ring Wraith w- world. Basically the land of where all the, like, Sauron is, um, the Nazgul. That's why in Lord of the Rings they appear. You can see the bodies of the Nazgul, right? They're original king forms. Mm. So the reason why some can see him in that, like, all the evil people, because they're in that world as well, right? And uh, it's just a cool point in the movie. And then when they're devising a plan to defeat Smaug, I oh, mean, yeah. that was that was... They dropped the the gold, the hot gold on him. That was pretty cool. And the scene where he 
where he exits, you know, he just busts out. He goes right through the front door. And then he's like, the scene where he goes to destroy Dale or um, Lake, Town. Lake Town, like the ending of the movie was actually really yeah, good. Yeah, it was a good ending. That that third act of the second movie is really good. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole movie itself was just, it was just really... Second movie's good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and third then movie. the third movie was okay. So, if you if you if you watch the first Hobbit and you're like, I don't think I want to watch the rest of these. This, this yeah. first one's not good. Just watch the second one. It's great, and the third one is even better. It's yeah, even better. Depends what type of movie you're into. If you're true, into true. if you're into more of the big hero uh, fantasy battles, you'll really like the third one a lot more. If you're into the more the small scale like um, journey the characters go on, you'll probably yeah. like the second one more. But I think the third one is still really good on its own. Yeah, yeah. So, in the third movie, Battle of Five Armies. I remember that part in the book, that was the name of the chapter, and it was like a 60-page, 80-page chapter. Like, the entire 80-page chapter? It was like like a a fifth of the book. Um, And it was... So, how does the third one start? So, Smaug is heading toward... Uh, yeah Smaug is heading towards Lake Town with all the humans in there he starts torching the place Bard gets up gets the black arrow from his son and he shoots the dragon down fulfilling the thing his ancestor started all those years ago kills Smaug and then at this point um, Thorin and all them realize Smaug is dead and they go to claim all the stuff inside the mountain at this point Thorin has kind of become a corrupt leader of sorts focus again on the gold so they barricade themselves in the mountain to defend it um, the kingdoms of Man or Lake Town's been completely destroyed, and so they move up to the old city of Dale, where they're going to go ask Thorin to get their money that they believe they're owed. Um, and then at this point, also the Wood Elves show up because inside of the mountain um, are some gems that are heirlooms that belong to the royal family of the Wood Elves. So they show up. Yep. As this is going on, um, Legolas and the Tariel have gone off to. Uh, they're tracking down the yeah. orc, the, the leader of the orc pack. Yeah, and they go up I to... his name, Borg or something like that? Yeah, I think it's Azok. No, Azok's the lead. His, like, minion Oh, yeah, sorry, ends. Borg or Borg. Something so like that. They go up to, basically, the borders of the Kingdom of Angmar, or the old Kingdom of Angmar, and go to the fortress where the orcs are stationed, and they see an army heading out there. And then also, uh, behind the whole... Everything kind of going on here, which Gandalf knows about. We'll get into the plot, don't worry. But... Yeah. They, uh, the orc army, Azok's orc army is moving in on to secure the mountain for Sauron to gain foothold in that region and reestablish the King of Angmar, or King, uh, King of Angmar. So, yeah. that's kind of the setup, and then as things progress, obviously, dwarves show up to assist Thorin, and they're about to fight the elves, then the orcs show up, they start yeah. killing each other. Oh, wait, 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 dude, we forgot about the bear plot. Remember the bear? Oh, we'll get to that later in the second episode. Oh. <laughs> Hank the Tank? <laughs> Dude, we forgot about Baron. Baron, the guy who turns into a bear. The shape changer's not important. Dude, he, well, I mean, yeah. Right, well, well, he, he's, he shows, he up, shows up eventually, just okay. letting you know. We'll throw him back there. Uh, no, so that kind of happens, and then things kind of progress. The humans, elves, and dwarves, uh, basically the dwarves come to fight the elves because they're about to invade their territorial homeland. Thorin says, fuck you, you're not getting any of my money. Um, he doesn't yep. say those words exactly. I, you know, essentially yeah, in old English terms. <laughs> yeah, basically, he tells him, and then he's given up on his honor at this point. That's the whole thing. Yep. Um, his own dwarves are kind of questioning him whether his leadership is like he's doing the right thing. 
Um, basically, all this happens. The orcs eventually show up, and so elves, humans, and dwarves all join forces. A battle ensues for a good like two hours, I'd say. Yeah, there's a it's a long battle. It's, it's basically it's the, good. It's it's yeah. It's like if you like a battle sequence, it's basically half the movie is yeah. a battle. Yeah. So the orcs are going around killing everyone. Eventually, Thorin throws the crown down, realizes who he is, goes out there, and they go. And then most of the adventuring party, along with Gandalf, who shows back up, uh, Gandalf stays behind the city. But um, most of the heroes from the group go to fight Azok. Um, and then there's a cool like one-on-one battle there. At the end of it all, Thorin dies. Uh, Bilbo's knocked out with the ring in yeah. his possession. Most of the dwarves that you adventure with end up dying. Tariel dies. And Legolas Wait, says, no, Tariel's still alive, doesn't she? Uh, no, Philly dies. Philly dies. And then Tariel's like, okay, this is where the... And Keely loves- dies, too. Yeah, Philly, both of them die. They both yeah. die. And Which then, is canon in the book. Yeah, and then actually, and then Legolas basically goes off and says, uh, after seeing what his father did to Tariel... And the love she had for this dwarf, for the yeah. dwarf Keeley, uh, he says, "I can't come back. Um, I'm gonna go off." And then at this point, uh, his father says, "Go up to uh, I don't remember what location it is, but he says, go find the Dunaman Ranger. Uh, his name you will not know, but he is the son of the former king of Gondor, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is Aragorn and yeah. Lord of the Rings. So that's kind of the plot. Yeah, that's the general gist of it. Um, so, the execution was really good in terms yeah, of... Oh, for sure. Um, and this film, and I, I think... So, you could draw parallels to this and the, you know, Return of the King. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's obviously, you know, multiple armies banding together against one evil threat. I mean, this one's a little bit different. They kind of end up in the same spot, and then they're like, let's fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Each person's there for a different reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and uh, I like what they did in terms of because in the book, the whole thing about Philly and Killy, Philly, Killy, and Thorin all dying. I think Thorin dies in the book, and I'm pretty. I don't know. I can't remember if Philly and Killy die, but they, they don't. Do. They very like they mention it very swiftly. Like they talk, they talk long about the battle, and he describes all this stuff going on, and it's more about the actual journey than the battle. So the battle is very a very small part of it. Which is, which is kind of funny, right? Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Thor dies." <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. that at the end of the book. And well, he's kind of the main because the thing is, is in the book, Bilbo is the protagonist. But yeah, in the in, movie, it's yeah. ba- it's Thor and Thor and Bilbo kind of yeah. share the spotlight in terms For of sure. the main characters. And uh, and he basically, I like what they did. They extended that because Thor is one of my favorite characters in the whole thing because he's. You know, he's like the leader of the, the group, per se, and he's got so much weight bef- behind what he has to do. And then when he dies at the end, you know, it just caps off his sacrifice to reclaim his old land, right? No, for sure. And, yeah, the whole thing with Azog. Azog was a nice villain. Um, he did his job. I wasn't... Yeah, he, was, yeah. he wasn't like... Like, he was... Okay, his whole character design was a little, like... Like he had one arm. That was basically his design. Like that was his whole identity, and the white orc. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, okay, he was fine. He was fine. He got the job done. Yeah, he was the guy to try and there to try and kill Thorin. Thorin. And yeah, and and in this part, um, 
we didn't really talk too much about it in this, but in this movie, this is when you realize that the necromancer is Sauron in this movie. Yeah. You find out from Gandalf too. And uh, and he's captured. Gandalf was captured by Azog. We should double back. Yes, talk about this from the beginning. So basically, what happens is is the side plot going on with this is Gan is Radagast, uh, one of the wizards, basically finds that the forest has been poisoned. So he goes up to Dolgador, and realizes up there there was uh, some spirits of the actual Nazgul and the Ringwraiths, and then collects a sword from there, and then also believes there is a necromancer that has taken up presence in there. Whatever, yeah. And so Christopher Lee's character doesn't really think it's too serious. Um, Gandalf eventually goes and checks it out and uh, realizes the spirit there is actually Sauron himself, mm -hmm. who is trying to gain a foothold in the area. So he's captured, uh, but tells Radagast to go get help. And basically, um, is it Illidan? Or, uh, the one who cuts off Sauron's finger originally. In the original uh, Isildur. 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 Yeah. So he shows up with Lady Gladriel and uh, Christopher Lee, and they, f and basically, they, it kind of... Oh, like, you mean Elrond. You mean, you mean Elrond. Elrond. Yeah. yeah. Isildur cut the finger off, but Elrond shows up. He was there at the same time. Yeah. So, basically, um... The whole gang. They, they all show up. They fight Sauron. Uh, Sauron's just a badass. Like, he literally isn't even there in, like in a physical form, and he is still just destroying them. Yeah, he's like, I'm destroying you with this mind of mine. The Nazgul. <laughs> it was just such a cool sequence. And it's something that, like, I really doesn't take a lot of plot in the movie, but it's a really fun story. Yeah, a nice side plot to connect the whole thing to Lord of the Rings, yeah. essentially. Because they have to do that as the Hobbit, yeah. being made after the Lord of the Rings. It also makes a lot more sense if you think of how Azog gained so much strength. It's like, oh, Sauron's backing him up. So. It's like, yeah, it's like, why do the, how, the orcs have been gone for hundreds and hundreds of years? It's yeah. like, they decide to just show up now. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty sick um, side plot there. And yeah, overall, the last movie, nice big battle. Oh, yeah. Conclusion of the, um, the trilogy. Honestly, the only part that deserves a whole movie is kind of the last one because it's the only really big part like i feel like the first like originally it was supposed to be two movies i think that would have made more sense like they could have produced a lot of stuff in the first one yeah and you know they could have amalgamated into like two long like they're both they're both all the movies are like at least two and a half hours the first one's two hours of 50 minutes and it gets yeah. longer and longer every movie i feel like if I'm being honest, like, the first movie was the only... I felt the second and third movie, lengthwise, I felt they covered their ground well. That's I fair. felt the space yeah. was filled. I, I don't... I think they were in a really bad spot where there probably wasn't enough to work with with the first movie. But the second and third yeah, one, yeah. I felt they were very were well-paced. Yeah, yeah. The, the second and third one were... I mean, the first one was just... It was okay. It was like, okay, yeah. we got to introduce this to, to an audience that hasn't read the book. We can't assume anything. They probably watched Lord of the Rings. That's where they're watching this. I think they could have, to fill out the plot of the first one, cut out some stuff necessarily in town with Thorin and Bilbo and maybe put up like a couple extra scenes of Gandalf and Radagast doing some at least some research about who the necromancer is maybe and done that and then have Gandalf play out things like they do in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just to fill that runtime out with some more meaningful content and really expand on that plot line because in the first movie, they really only touch on it for one one scene, maybe two scenes if you count the conversation yeah. Lady Gladriel has with Gandalf and all them. But yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed them overall. They were good movies. Yeah, overall worth a watch. Um, if you're listening to this and you just got the whole thing spoiled for you, 
Just watch it anyway. It, there's still it's a good movie. Watching. I mean, I've seen these movies multiple times, Lord of the Rings. I know what happens at the end of every movie. It's they're still great movies. Um, no, for sure. Now, um, we're about take, 37 yeah. minutes in. Oh, perfect. We have more time. I thought we had way less time. Okay, we can keep going. No, we're good. Okay, okay so good. now we can move on. I think we can move on to Lord of the Rings. Oh, I've not watched those movies in a decade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Um, uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, we could. Yeah, maybe we should. We can do another time on it, or I don't know. I, okay, I want to talk to you actually about the lore of Lord of the Rings because I looked some stuff up. Okay, yeah, we'll move on to the lore. Okay, because what happened <laughs> was I was like I was curious a because you know they don't really touch on it in the first Hobbit movies at all. I don't know if they touch on Lord of the Rings. But I looked up, I was looking into, like, what Sauron actually is, and yeah, then, like, pretty, what the yeah. actual, like, the the Wraiths are, and the Nazgul, and the Witch King of Angmar, and I thought that stuff was pretty cool. Like, yeah, as someone who, you know, like, because a lot of people, there's different levels of people who watch the uh, Lord of the Rings and all the whole Middle Earth series, right? There's people who watch it because they, you know, they just like a cool movie, and the people who watch it because they like a cool movie, and they also want to, you know, they learn more about the universe. Mm-hmm. And the Lord of the Rings, um, it's more like the Tolkien lore, because, like, he has so many other things going on. Yeah, Tolkienverse, basically. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, yeah, Lord of the Rings is smart that way, where they didn't touch on the lore that much. They just gave you enough to understand what's going on in that movie, because that's the problem with a lot of fantasy movies trying to get big box office success, is that they go too deep into the lore for people who probably don't care that much. And Lord of the Rings did a really good job of that, where they're like, this if this could just be a movie on its own. Like, it couldn't have had any other relationship yeah. towards it. They didn't have a lot of... And that first Lord of the Rings... And those Lord of the Rings movies, they did not have a lot of time to work with either, because those movies are jam-packed, from what I remember. Yeah, there's always something going on. And, I mean, they basically replicated it directly from the book. They just cut out Tom Bombadil, which was kind of irrelevant. And the end conversation was like... And the book was way too long. It was like... 50, 50 pages of it, at least. I, I remember. It was so long, and they only reduced it down to, like, whatever, 20 minutes in the movie. But, yeah, so the lore of that whole universe is really interesting. Um, um, I've read... Okay, so when it comes to the books, I've read The Hobbit, first two of Lord of the Rings. The last Lord of the Rings book is just so long, I had to commit a whole summer to read that 800-page book. 800? yeah. Oh, no, sorry, not 800, 680 or something like that. Yeah, like, real difference. Yeah, it's not that much. It's, and, the, and the font is tiny on that, <laughs> and the book is like that. But, yeah, I read that. Uh, I read, I read, he wrote a short story of something else. That is not sound related. But I read uh, Coolervo. That, that, that was, a, the, sorry, that was a short story. And then The Silmarillion. That's really the prequel to Lord of the Rings. Um... I wish, bro, I wish they made a movie about this. They made an old animated movie back in the 70s about the Silmarillion. Silmarillion is a prequel to Sauron, essentially. Which is, there's this guy, it starts off basically the creation of the entire universe. That, it's a primordial being, isn't it, Sauron? So, Sauron originally was an elf. Really? Yeah. And in the Silmarillion, um, I've read, I read only half of it. I stopped halfway through, and then I just I didn't pick up the book again for forever. But essentially, the the overall story is the universe is created by um, 
by these they call the Maiar. And basically they're they're the gods of the universe essentially. And there's a few different ones. I can't remember all the names, but there's one the one there's there's two different kinds. There's like the super pure one who's like the leader of everyone. And there's Morgoth. Morgoth is the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah I can tell his name is Morgoth. Yeah, and you can just Mordor. Yeah. So Morgoth and uh and then there's another guy who has like a hammer and he made he made so they just tell you about the origin of all these like the people the different elves right there's the high elves who live with galadriel and the um and that area of middle earth and then there's the wood elves and then there's the one from uh rivendell so there's three separate different elves and they really delves deep into that and it's basically the first struggle that ever happened in middle earth in the first age because lord of the rings takes place in the third age which is like whatever three thousand years later and they start out basically the creation of the universe they give you a lot of basis of that where all these kind of like their customs come from like this guy he created the uh these you know these hairy creatures or whatever and then the leader got mad at him and he told him to stamp them down so he hit them all with his hammer and made them short that's how the dwarves were made yeah that's literally one of the things so and then basically morgoth is kind of he wasn't bad at first, but then he, he kind of had his own area. Like, he left um, the creation, and he's like, I want to do my own thing, essentially. And then he was brooding and brooding. And then eventually, he became so powerful that, you know, even the gods had problems dealing with him. And then they enlisted the... Basically, the gods enlisted the help of the elves, the first elves. Um, and they were the ones... This is It's kind of interesting, because every single... Book kind of has its own focus on each race. Like the Silmarillion in general is a focus on the elves because they're the first people. And you know, the Hobbit, you, it's a lot about the dwarves, you know. And then Lord of the Rings is all about the combination of each, each of them. And then the final is about the men, the race of men. And it's really cool how they delve into it. Like Sauron, really, he was a foot soldier, he was part of Morgoth's army. And they, they say they mention it a few times in Lord of the Rings, but they don't go deep into it. Where, it, like, they talk about the Balrog, right? And he's like, Gandalf, when he sees a Balrog, he's like, It's a Balrog, servant of Morgoth. And there's like an ancient creature that was brought um, since, uh, since early times. And it's really cool. Like, the whole thing, when they always laugh, I felt like it was kind of underrated. Like, the elves are kind of like the, the cool people. I always like the dwarves. Because their whole idea of them, like, digging deep into the mountain and the whole, like, mysterious, you don't know what's buried there and all that kind of stuff is, um, I thought, always that was really cool. Because, like, so many things hidden and the whole thing. It's just, I mean, his universe is just amazing how this man created it. It's the foundation of Western fantasy as a whole. Yeah, like, let's be real. Like, come on, Narnia, relax, you know. I mean, Narnia came out after that, but it's not, it's completely different. It's, Narnia is basically English folklore, and then Jesus Lion, Aslan, comes and saves the day every movie. <laughs> what do you mean? The second movie, he doesn't even show up until the end. Everyone's like, the conflict's over, and he's like, what's up? I was chilling the entire time. Bro, can we not? Okay, we're just doing a little bit of a, an aside on Narnia. Okay? I haven't seen Narnia in even longer. Listen, I haven't seen Narnia, but literally Aslan is just Jesus. 
Jesus doesn't even pull up in the second movie. Bro, he, he's he's basically like the embodiment of God and comes in to save the day every time. Yeah. And that's what they say about the eagles and Lord of the Rings at the end. But, but like, it's not the same, though. But the eagles don't show up and kill Sauron halfway through the movie. Yeah, like, the eagles are like, oh, yeah, we're just going to show up, you know? Like, we don't really care about these kind of struggles going on in the world. But then Gandalf's our boy, so we got our boy, you know? I got you, fam. <laughs> yeah, the, they're the embodiment. I got you, fam. Yeah, no. Back to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, the whole universe is just—it's really cool. It's really good. Uh, what else was there? What? There's the Nine Rings that were given to man. Yeah. They became the wraiths. Yeah, Sauron. I'm trying to think what else. Just... I mean, there's a three given to the elves. The Galadriel has a ring. Okay. Yeah. She, she has one of the rings. Um, why is she even corrupted by it, then? That's why she goes nuts, like, in Lord of the Rings. Because oh. she has to maintain, like, her... It's so powerful. That's why she can, like, like fuck Sauron up, you know? <laughs> She's so yeah. powerful. But, yeah, the whole rings... I, I, I want them to make a whole series on just the battle with Sauron. Okay, so... You know they're making a new Lord of the Rings TV show with yeah. Peter Jackson... You think they're going to go into some of the stuff in that? So, originally, when they are talking about, like, making them on Amazon a few years ago... It's on. Yeah, like, they... I think they are talking about Aragorn's story. About him. And I, I'm like... Okay, like, Aragorn, like, he's 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 cool. It's kind of been told. Yeah, but, like, like the whole ranger thing... I don't know. I don't know they're trying to go into his story. Like, uh, they're going to call it Aerothorn. It was about him and his father and stuff. And how the fall of Gondor and all that... Um, but I wish, like, I hope they make it about pre-Sauron, pre-Ringed, you know? Struggle leading up, like, Isildur, the ancient kingdom of the north, right? Um, the men of the north, the kingdom of Agmar before the Witch King. And when men were basically great, before they got wrecked and it was just Gondor. <laughs> yeah. And then Rohan. Rohan, okay, first of all, Rohan are, like, the sickest side the, like the sickest side uh, kingdom that's like super poor, but they're actually just riding a bunch of horses and shit. Yeah, I it's... know. The second movie, man. Bro, the second movie is so good. Oh my god. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Bro, bro. Battle of Five Armies is nothing on Helm's Deep. No, Helm's Deep. saying. Bro, the Hurakai, sick. It's just so good. It's so good. Read this, this, that, that movie, that cover. Ooh. Okay, okay, it's four. Okay, we have. Okay, why don't we just. Should we talk about Lord of the Rings today? No. I know it's kind of. I, we gotta. Make, I gotta see the movies. This is the thing. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see the movies. But we gotta finish the trilogy, the podcast trilogy, the movies off. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, the the lore, the whole lore in Lord of the Rings and the whole universe is really cool. If you're really into that kind of stuff, there's so much written. Like, there's not even theor- theories about it. Like, he literally wrote. Christopher Lee, his son, wrote a book series called The History of Middle Earth. And it's got volumes and volumes of just what happened in Middle-earth, if you want to read about it. Um, and, you know, I'm the thing with me, I'm not big into fantasy reading. And, you know, Tolkien's writing is, it's it's very mid-century, before, like even before that, where it's like, a sentence will be a page long, you know, a thousand commas, a thousand ends. And sometimes it was hard. Like, The Hobbit was easy to read because it was for kids, right? Like, it's a kid's book. Lord of the Rings is so... All of his books are so dense with information 
that it's really hard to maintain like actually know what's going on half the time because there's literally hundreds of characters in a single book so you know if you're into um if you're into the whole universe like just check out those books you know find them online there's so many websites bro you can learn elvish he first of all tolkien create a whole language like no got nothing on klingon yeah like, listen he literally created a whole alphabet language multiple languages actually he's got you have elvish you have dwarfish and then you have what the, the what they speak in mordor or they call it black speech or whatever something like that and it's like i guess i'll just make three languages and like um yeah but i one thing i found really interesting this is after watching the movies recently um I've been getting into languages a lot more, like learning about the origin of where a lot of our languages has come from. And then I started looking at, you know, listening, after watching The Hobbit, um, listening to the Dwarfish language and like the roots of where it comes from. And it's really interesting. He bases off like all the, most of the names and stuff are based off of old English um, and Norse um, names, like Thorin and stuff like that. And then there's old names from like, who's another one like wait let me think of let me let me think of, let me think of one that's like an old english name what's the one starts with b again dwarf the dwarf there's a lot bomber yeah that's bomber that's a, is that only just i don't know there's there's there i think they're like the wrote the gondor people oh okay yeah oh, there's like i feel like it's fallen gondor first of all the, the names in lord of the rings are just sick like yeah tolkien i I respect. Someone plays I respect him for coming up with good fantasy names. That's hard. That's a hard thing. Yeah, to do. like were they not cheesy? I love how he just calls it Mountain of Doom, though. I know. That's pretty funny. That's like an oldest. The one of the oldest Lord of the Rings memes like creates a whole language. Uh, calls Mountain Mountain of Doom. Well, that's the whole thing in Dungeons and Dragons. Whenever you're playing the game, if you if people are like, man, your fantasy name is so dumb. But the moment you name someone something like John or something like that, you're like, bro, like, you didn't even try with that one. Bro, you <laughs> broke the immersion. You broke my immersion. You didn't even try with that one. <laughs> Yeah, overall, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a, it, there's a reason why it's the be, one of the best-selling book series of all time. It's comprehensive. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's got so many different things, and half of his work has been, more than half of his work has been released after he's died. I mean, it takes a long time to develop, it took him 20 years to write The Lord of the Rings. Think about 20 years writing a book, a book series. I don't think, no, I don't think anyone has put that much work that's been that successful well, like I mean, in recent years. I George R.R. Martin has been working. George R.R. Martin's but been he's releasing working on his book. Bro, he's been but he's been releasing like consistent like he he just like George R.R. Martin does like one chapter a year and then says he's gonna drop the book and then Yeah, then there's Tolkien is like, let me I'm gonna create a whole universe. I spent twenty years making a whole universe and I'm really three books like that. He was on that binge series, you know, he wasn't that episodal. He was he was already about that. He seemed yeah. to the future. They're never gonna end Song Rise and Fire, are they? No. No. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> Alright. Uh, we should probably end the episode. Yeah, here. so I think that wraps up today's episode, guys. If you guys love Lord of the Rings, you're a big nerd about it like me. Um, you know, <laughs> what, they're great movies, even if you're not. Like, um, We're gonna talk about Lord of the Rings specifically next. At some point, yeah. Yeah, at some point. We gotta rewatch them, you know. 
just get refreshed on what happened. You rewatch all of them? For the I don't need to, bro. I know. I used to know like all the lines in that movie. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Go see the yeah. Hobbit movies. Sit through the first one so you can watch the the last two. All right. It should be. I think it's actually on Amazon Prime. So we got Amazon Prime. Uh, I think it's a rental. No, no. The first two are on. First two are on Amazon oh, first Prime. Two? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's I watched. We watched it last night. There you go. All right, guys. Uh, that's all for today's episode. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.